Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Ravel podcast. Um, I did promise you Martin straight away, but I think the uh, the speakers are blaring at the moment at Ibrox, so as soon as they get sorted, it'll, it'll jump on. Um, joined by JD and Ross, boys, how are you? All right, mate. Yeah. Good stuff. So we're here to discuss uh, the League Cup game, which finished Rangers 3, Queen of the South 1. Um, just jump straight in, I guess, JD. What what was your uh, thoughts on the first the lineup and then the performance? Uh, I think it's a tough one. I think it's a, a tough thing to put together a kind of random select players. Um, so we get all all it's about to do is getting through that time we did. We get some players get some minutes under their belt. I think it was more important that we seen some other players. We'll come on to the players near the end there who are ready to play more in the first team. Some players probably didn't. Some are still too young. But there was a couple there that are ready to probably play. But 3-1, that's what it is, man. Wasn't he, I wouldn't say it was smashed, I think. I'm a bit, you're a bit disheartened. No, I'm not disheartened. I'm a bit like, oh, because you think of the performance the young boys putting against Hearts at the end of last season when we fucking blew them away, really. And um, we didn't do that tonight, but it's always going to be tough when you put a team like that together. Yeah, definitely. I think that definitely showed. And, and <clears throat> if we start at the start, I guess, then Ross, what we, we spoke about it on the, the pre show with the other lads, but what, what did you make of the, the lineup? I thought uh, Gio had been on the space cakes that he had left over in his suitcase for PSV. Um, do you know what I said the other day? You've got a, a team now with the depth where you've got 11 players who can. You can swap out a full 11 and should have 11 hungry people waiting to come in and, and try and claim a, a place. I wouldn't say some of the more experienced guys who played tonight have played themselves into the manager's plans for the weekend or anything. I think the weekend team picks itself anyway. 
But I would say that um, if, if I thought we would have had 11 people absolutely gone out their way to, to make an impression, and I'd say we maybe had five or six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a fair point. And we straight away, look at this. £5 donation straight away from Ledzapoldo. So thank you very much for that. Can we have an honest chat about Matondo? In my opinion, the Ranger Scout should have went specs over. I mean, we, we will get to him anyway, but I think, you know, it's a super chat, so so we'll, we'll jump straight onto him, I guess. JD, what, what did you make of Matondo? Um, still got a lot to do, hasn't he? I don't want to jump the gun on it because look at John Lundstrom. I keep going back to John Lundstrom. Now, that, he might be a one-off. You also need to remember, right, you can buy a handful of players they're not all going to work out and that's all right. So if it's Matondo's the one that's going to fall by the way and not work out, then that's fine. That's it. I personally would have preferred it didn't work out at Schalke. Why does that mean that he would be good enough to play Champions League for us? At Disney? I'd expect us to beat a team like Schalke so you need to think about I, I thought alone to buy would have now have been a better option so we can have a good look at him for a season like we maybe should have done with a Diallo at the start of last season, if everybody's trying to convince me that that would have worked this season, so I don't know. Um, Nicholas is saying Matondo's getting there. I, I don't think he's getting there at all. I think he's still far off it, but I think we maybe be better to judge Matondo come January. Stu, the one thing I want to just say about it is the problem I think we have with that now is we're not a team who just got by players. So if Gio's looked for a right winger, and they've said there's Matondo. Now what was he three mil something like that? Yeah, two three mil. I think yeah. people are wanting another right winger on the back of this. It ain't happening. We are not going to go and buy another right winger. Gio's asked for a right winger. He's got one. Whether he chose him or not, or whether he green-lighted it or not, I don't know. But they've gave him a right winger. They will not go and get another one. So he's going to need to work on work with what he's got. And I think that means Scott Wright will be the first choice right winger or you put Tillman and Lawrence rotating out there or something like that. I don't think Matondo's ready to play. Yeah, I mean, we will probably get back into Matondo when we go through the game. But Ross, just to just to pick your thoughts up on it, is it worth remembering that you know Matondo's 21, 22? He's moved for what 11 million to Schalke, and we've got him for two, three. Could yet be value for money. I, I don't know. For, with the with the right wing, ever since we came up through the leagues, we keep going for this. This guy's really fast, so we'll sign him when we play against teams that sit in and don't give them any space. We tried it. We've tried it with Diallo last season. We've tried it with Matondo this season. Even gone right back, Michael Halloran, somebody that can just run and run. Just open the gates, Sakala. Just let them keep running. If you keep kept them running, they'd end up fucking the Queen Mother Hospital. That's just it. Doesn't work for us. We need somebody who's technically ready to break down defenses, can go inside or outside. Rather than just okay, fuck, here she is. Rather than just going, um, rather than rather than this, just I said tonight, pace like we we signed him, we never even told him his name. We just put a lightning bolt up, and he doesn't even particularly look that effective with his pace either. Is it not another one of them, but Ross, that we just we need to give time to settle? You know, oh, what of, I mean? course, of course, of course, like five minutes. If you'd have, if you'd have been here for the start, round swimming about eating prawn yeah. prawn prawn sandwiches in the empty stand, sniffing David Edgar's seat. Oh, do I? I'll show you what I was eating. I was eating airwaves. There, that's what I was eating. So that you can get unblock your nose, mate, for a right good. Aye. Ah, huh? hey, buddy. <laughs> he was waiting on me coming back on so he could do that. 
That aye, do, do we not need to give him time? Stop it now. Get Boydie back tell him he's going to score more goals than him. Hey, shush. Free, uh, Martin C for three million in this transfer window. I think we had to spend that three million on somebody who's going to hit the ground running. Hmm. Yeah. And I and I, I get it. We did get somebody we thought was going to hit the ground running, but <laughs> nah. It's does, all, he, mate, it's, does three million Ross automatically buy you that though? Does for it? us, it should. It, for, no. No, but if that's what, as JD says, if that's what we've allocated to a right winger and that's what we've spent, then for me, you're getting into the biggest game of the season on Saturday and he's third choice for that position. Mm. Why is Sakala done, but my, why is Sakala done, but he is, why is Sakala getting pelters mm-hmm. but Matondo isn't? Why is there an, why are we not allowed to criticise players who have not are not up to scratch for what we expect for three million. Three million is a big outlet for us. It's a first choice player, that isn't he? Isn't he a sub? Why are we not allowed to criticise people who don't are they hitting the ground on their on their up to scratch? I was seeing a lot of people having a go at uh, Sakala in the comments at half time. I actually thought in that first half Sakala was okay, he decent. I, I, he was certainly offering more in that first half than what Matondo was. He summed himself up, but didn't he played well going forward and then gave him a goal? So I know, yeah. That's a danger of the players who lack a bit of intelligence. I think the two of them are dead similar. Dead similar that they lack that bit of intelligence. They let a man run off them or they'll play a stupid or a misplaced pass like that. It's dangerous to have him on team. Punished us tonight. That's fucking League 2 or League 1 side. They can't be anywhere near a team come Saturday. Yeah, not sure, Martin. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how crossing was. I knew he was doing it. I just wanted to say thanks to John Batcher for the 449 Super Chat there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Stu, you, you carry on, buddy. You carry on. Yeah, I told you I had no notes, so you're just chucking me on there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we can we get that super chat back up? How you managed to? Oh. Okay, <laughs> mate. Wow, what a thing about that. That's the most handsome guy on the pod now. Look at that, man. Oh, no messing about, is he? Nah. John needs to put a question in there because he keeps putting cracking super chats on the question in. It's, it's uh, phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal support John gives us. Oh, oh, they're all coming in. Let's not to not to be outdone here. Spending my pocket money tonight. It's Matondo's performance tonight against Queen itself is my worry. That's a very yeah. low level opposition, and he struggled, in my opinion. I mean, oh, Scarlet was mint as well. There you go. Just to. Can we use the excuse that he needs time to settle against an opponent like Queen of the South? Can that be used? I look at so. mate, I look at the boy Charlie McCann coming on and instantly taking the game by the scruff of the neck, making things happen. Unbelievable. And, and and he's one of the ones I thought would have actually started ahead of a Davis or a Kamara. Obviously, he's wanted that uh, experienced nucleus in the middle, but that that boy looks as, as if he's going to be a star as well. But he took the game by the short and curlies and, and went and made stuff happen. I never seen mm-hmm. that from Matondo. To be fair to Sakara, he also tried to make things happen. And and I'm not writing uh, Matondo off, by the way. I'm not saying he'll, I'm just saying we've tried consecutively over the last four or five seasons to just sign a runner who we can play on the right wing. And it doesn't really happen. I mean, I don't usually... Yeah, hosting don't usually get to give my opinion, but I actually didn't think Matondo was that bad in everything he did before his final ball. I think he was beating men for fun. Um, he, he had some really nice... Did he beat a man? 
When did he beat I mean, I thought, I thought he had the left back on toast after time. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was his like, final ball. Know. I thought his final ball was horrendous. He kept hitting it out of play. But I thought, actual pace-wise, whenever he got a chance, I thought he was going by the boy for fun. But see for three million, see for three million quid. Surely that. that's surely that's the one part of his game he should have is the final mm. ball. Different if you're saying he's trying to fit in with the team and stuff. But I see the thing. He, he played the other week on the rest, set up two goals, and I was telling yeah. everybody how good he was. So is it a case of he's maybe no your natural winger who's going to hit the byline and put crosses in? Are we back to that discussion again, where the guy maybe likes to play it on the left, cut in and open the goal up and have a shot? I, th- I think he's yeah. a, a victim of Man City's under-23s selling boys on for big money to the continent or any other club in England, and he's went for like 11 mil. He was never in a million years an 11 million pound player at that point, at this point. But it means that Schalke wanted to try and recoup some of that because they've made a mistake. And we've g- we've given three. That looked like an absolute bargain to us, by the way. No, it is so early, so we're not get- getting on him, but you would still expect me to come in and showed me something more for three million against uh, these boys part time, aren't they? Part timers. No, Roscoe. Uh, Could you decide? No. They're not for the whole time. Hmm? They don't train together, but eh? I don't know. I they don't. Some of them, some of them train in Glasgow. Some, some of them Glasgow. train in Carlisle. Some of them, aye, they, they come from they come from all over. Do you do you think, by the way, just just something that's just came to my head there, and, and I mentioned it at half time as well. Um, Robbie, you up front, um, and I used to probably spoke about him right at the beginning, and I apologise if I didn't hear the, the talk on Robbie, you um, looks, and maybe I'm overreacting because I'm excited about a young Scottish guy coming through, but he looks very much in the mould of Cholak in regards to his pressing. His pressing for me was really really impressive for me tonight. You were there, mate, so you get to see what we never really got to see. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I think it's hard to pick that up unless you're under the cosh. I think mm-hmm. Cholak, when he's playing in Europe, you notice he's pressing because the other team's got possession of the ball and he's grafting hard to win it back. But I think it's hard for to see on the telly tonight um, him pressing when Queen of the South never really had that much of the ball, Martin. But in the stadium, you would obviously have been able to watch it. It was just his ability to win the, the ball back sometimes as well for me. He just I don't know, there's something about my like. And he's I got four years of growing still, which is got is mad. Yeah, the presence he's got. Mm-hmm. I thought he, just, he looked a bit nervous. What do you expect from an eighteen year old tasked with starting a game? I don't care who that's against, and leading the line is Rangers number nine. Historically that's got massive connotations to whoever you want to think about for any age. number. He was number 69, mate. I know I get that, but I'm top in position. I bet you do. Can I just actually say, Stu, before I hand it back over to you, um, we have surpassed 6,000 subscribers. Wow, look at that. Get in. So we are now past 6,000 subscribers. I'm not able to check uh, the actual number of members on YouTube. I'll need to do that when I get home. Um, But Stu, I'm going to leave this now in your very capable hands because I've got to bring a jumper and I'm absolutely bolted. So, so um, yeah, um, by the way, can I just say a big massive thank you to everybody watching? Um, you're the reason that I'm sitting here tonight. Um, thank you so much for all the support. Uh, that, to go past 6,000 subscribers is absolutely mind-bogglingly mental. I can't even speak properly. Um, but, Stu, I shall hand over to you, my friend, and I shall see you all soon. All right, Stu, man. <clears throat> oh, there you go. 6,000 
well on our way to seven, so I guess start getting to subscribe now. Um, I guess we'll start just going through the game then. I mean, I was going to touch on Robbie Year because I actually really like some of the pockets of space he picked up. But um, I thought we started okay. You know, we sort of dominating the ball as expected. I think a few half chances early on um, with, I think it was at Arfield had one and I think Robbie Ewer sort of shanked one wide, JD. But then, then the goal comes, um, you know, good work from Sakana just to, to pick up on a sort of loose ball. Yeah. Actually looks up for once and, and plays a ball to someone's feet, which surprised me. But, I mean, first off, the touch from Kamara, the quick thinking for the, the little layoff, one touch, was unbelievable. And then sort of a little deflection, but composed finish from Robbie Ewer. After nine minutes, that's what you're wanting. Um, and for that young guy to get that goal, brilliant. Um, Kamara's touch makes it all. Sakala gets his wee hang, but it's, it's Kamara's touch. And Glenn's got that in, in his locker. I probably... I know he starts and plays a long. He plays a lot tonight, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kamara doesn't. He? I would be surprised if he doesn't start on Saturday. I don't know what you think, but I think he'd probably play in the big games, especially away from home. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kamara come in and play. But mm. um, brilliant for an, an eighteen-year-old striker's first game. Nine minutes in, scores. Being deflection, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. So it was a good, it was a good start for him. I thought we were going to run away with it at that point, but it didn't really come to that. But it was a stuffy game. By the way, I want to say, hands up to Queen of the South, man. They, they, they kept going and they actually had a wee go here and there. Yeah, um, I just wanted to bring this up quick. Um, I'm not actually sure <laughs> why your name doesn't come up from Green if you remember. So I will put that one over to Martin and Martin can have a look at that one because I think someone else had a similar problem. So I'm sure he can get that resolved for you. Um, yeah, Ross, I mean, the, the little touch from Kamara, as Jenny said there, I mean, the, is that. Would you like to see him in against Celtic? Just just for those moments where you know it's tight and congested, in, in it's just having that that quickness of thought. You know what I mean? Like to, to be able to produce something like that when most players would either let it run across their body or, or panic hit the ball. Kamara, aye, Kamara plays the big European games. He got play away at Parkhead. I think he should. Um, the fact Davis and Kamara both played the night. I would have imagined one of the two of them would have sat beside Lundstrom because Jack's played a 98 centre half as well with a cigar out, sweeper. He was, I thought he was really effective in there. Um, I I, I think uh, Kamara will be the one beside Lundstrom. Um, that means Davis or Tillman will play out in the right, won't they? Because he's got to play both of them. Because it means Lawrence, you're going to drop Lawrence, Lawrence or Tillman? Sorry, Lawrence or Tillman, yeah. yeah like, Davis uh, on the right. <laughs> and then, but then what you do with Scott Wright? Then Scott Wright doesn't play after playing pretty well. But he probably doesn't. He's rested again tonight. Does that mean Scott Wright's going to play? Is he going to let the fucking... Is he going to let the hand break off and play Lindstrom and go with Tillman and Lawrence ahead? With Wright and Kent either side? I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Drink this new... See the, the new doctor guy they've brought in who is essentially the coach's coach. I think he's just sat Gio down in a room and just went at him, look, mate, you've got all these players, why are you a shite bag? The baldy specky guy? No, no, Stu, the doctor. Fucking had that one set up, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting, by the way, it's getting outrageous the amount of bold jokes JD is getting to make on this podcast now. <laughs> Uh, but, J- but JD has got a wee stubble. You're that bold. Yeah, you can see probably. what you're thinking, man. 
that's the problem. No, but I know what you're saying, Ross. You don't. I don't know. I'd, I'd love. I'd love to just see us go for teams now. See if we press. Huh? If we press, teams cannot deal with us. But also, we can sit, and teams want to come in us. Then we're just as dangerous. So. I think I think uh, well, you've got the ability to do that. Uh, I think I think uh, Lundstrom has got the mobility to to look after the midfield and let you go and play because I think Lawrence naturally does the dirty work as well as we've says. Yeah. Do you think though that he he does risk taking the handbrake off against Celtic when they you know not only do they they play those three in the middle but they also have those sort of inside fullbacks that that come and join the middle of the pitch as well. JD, yeah. <laughs> so I don't even say address that to anyone. I'm not. All right, Ross. JD's passed it over to you. I don't watch enough of Celtic. As I say, I only see their, I see their goals, and you can see where their goals are coming from. But did they not play with two ahead and Callum McGregor just sitting? Did they not play with, with two at the at the point and Callum McGregor sitting? So would you be matching <laughs> them up? I'm not fully confident on the exact positions, but I thought Hitate and McGregor sort of sitting there for them, but both sort of capable of going forward. But I'm not again, not sure might be. But I know that they're they're sort of both fullbacks cut inside and, and come and make that sort of three and four in the middle of the pitch. So I just wonder if Gio would be willing to lose that ground when, you know, if you lose that midfield battle, especially in an old firm, it's gonna be tough. Interesting. I think yeah, I think the, the good thing is we've got options. I think that's the, the 11. You've got the option to go there and try and soak up pressure and hit on the counter. You've got the players that can go there, take the handbrake off and give it a proper go at them. Or if Gio reverts back, you've got the, 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 the Walter Smith tactics of trying to sit in, play with two sitters and know as many attacking players and, and try and kind of see it out. I think we've got the options. Yeah, I think we have, but I mean, I don't know, a bit, bit tough to, to do that with the defence at the moment, I think. Um, but, but, but I mean, back to the game, we thought, <clears throat> I mean, like JD, I thought it was going to be a bit of a rout at this point. Uh, sort of the next thing that happens, though, is um, ball at the back. I think Ilmaz does a, a little pass inside, a sort of normal playing out from the back. And I'm, I don't know who Sakala's trying to pass to because it almost looks like King is in his eye line, but he passes to the left of him. Um, and I mean, you can't argue with the finish. It was an unbelievable finish from the uh, was it Connolly? I think just yeah. dinked it straight over the top of McGregor. I thought it was a bit low at first, but seeing the replayers, there's no chance he's he's getting that JD. Yeah, for a finish, you hold your hands up. It was ah, uh, Ross might come in on this. I know we love it, but where was McGregor? He was a bit in no man's land, but also it's all Sakala's fault. Sakala, that's what lets him down. He can run and maybe score some goals, but. You do not want him in that position because he's he's it's causing danger him in there and he's proven that way. Such a poor pass. He tries to play it to King and it's nowhere near King. He's playing there. It's just it was a disaster. We can't afford mistakes like that in bigger games. All right tonight because we can come back for it, but it's all on Sakala and he's probably a fish out of water in that that kind of position that deep he's back to well, uh, back to goal. So it wasn't good, was it? But hands up, finish, finish the half. And Ross, is, I mean, is that one of the biggest problems with Scala? This is the sort of mistakes he makes of a football against a League One opposition side in Scotland. You, you can't really be trusted in those those big games. It reminds me very much of like, Nacho Novo. Like, he doesn't know what he's going to do, never mind anybody else. Like, it's so unpredictable. Um, the goal, as you, as you know, 
I'm, I thought if Robbie McCrory's in the future plan for Rangers, he should have played tonight in order to get him that first year experience ahead of next year. Um, but McGregor is faultless. It's the same as John McLaughlin when we played against Livy. Um, we want our goalie to play as part of the build-up play. So McGregor comes out to make an angle to receive the pass. The pass goes up the park, it gets played inside and they score. The same as McLaughlin, who was on the edges, kind of 12 yards out, expecting Goldson to win a header against Livy. He doesn't win it, the goalie gets caught out of position. And the way we want our goalie to play and the way we want them to play um, forever is just your goalie's going to get caught out. If the play breaks down and the goalie's making an angle for somebody, then that's it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I didn't think he was, he was at fault, to be honest. Same. I mean, I think McLaughlin was a little bit more in no man's land at the Livingston one, but I think similar sort of goals, aren't they? The, the keeper's yeah. never expecting that. Um, yeah. I think the sort of next 10 minutes or so was just sloppiness mainly from us. No one's touch seemed to be really at it at all. Um, and then we sort of get the second goal. It's a it's a ball down the line. Um, Yilmaz, I, do you know what? I didn't even see his touch to begin with. That little overstep touch he does to take himself away from the defender, like inside the defender still. Um, and then a great sort of drilled cross for, for Arfield. I mean, is that is that getting you sort of excited about what Yilmaz might be able to do for us when he's when he's fully up to speed, JD? I think so. It shows you a little snapshot of when he's got a wee bit confident. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say he put a performance in that. I mean, and I'm not a big Borna fan, but I wouldn't say he put a performance in that I would be thinking about Borna not playing anytime soon. But he's getting up to speed. He, for me, he showed that he showed what he's got. Um, I'm not buying all this crap about he's too small. I'm not interested. It's a lot of rubbish. Um, in this day and age, it's a stupid thing. I don't, I don't buy it. He's he's there for a reason. So and he's a fullback. So and the way we play, he's going forward. So he did show. Well, I think we're, we're expecting them, but Arfield's finish was brilliant and all. And I, I thought Arfield was man of the match for me. I thought out of all the season pros in the park, he was the best player for me. Um, what he'd done, obviously, people came off the bench. I thought probably maybe even merited man of the match more than anybody and Charlie McCann, but um, Arfield is always there. It was two goals tonight and all. It's, he seemed to, him and Davis seemed to hold everything together tonight and when they wanted to up it, I just thought him and Davis just upped it and it was enough to up it and it was almost like we'll marshal the boys through it and we upped it and we got minimal fuss. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely will get to Charlie McCann because I really want to sort of dedicate a little bit of time to how good he was. But Ross, I mean, you like we said, like JD saying, how good Gilmaz was there. Is it is it just too early that he, could he have possibly have an outside chance of the old firm on Saturday? No. No, he won't play Saturday, but... He's one of the, he's one of the ones who's gave Van Bronckhorst a decision to make once Barisic's form inevitably drops, which it always does. You know, you've got somebody there now who's ready to go, who's going to give you that uh, goal threat through assists and potentially through scoring goals. He had a couple of shots that I thought were unlucky, but um, he'll not play on Saturday. I don't think any of them that played the night bar Kamara will play on Saturday. <laughs> Um, I JD, you've got me thinking now. But if Kamara played ninety of the night and Scott Wright's been rested, then there's potential Scott Wright will play. Um, and and it would be Lawrence, Lawrence and Lundstrom sitting in together. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought 
to to echo what you just said, JD. I, I feel that is always going to give you that. Might not have the legs anymore, but he's got the he's got it's the, his movement in it. He just knows where to be at the right time in order to get a shot. He makes himself available for for passes. And to be honest, I know we spoke about him trying to dink goalies three games in a row and missing them, but yet the wee part-time guy that's probably worked as a bricky for 12 hours a day does it first time. But, but, some of his finishing sensational. He makes yeah. it look easy. I, I, I think he's um, justified why we gave him another year. I think him and Davis have, I know it's dead early, right? But, I can see why they've been given an extra year. So important, for, like a game tonight, to get through that. It could have been a bit nervier, a bit more sc- we could have scraped through or we could have struggled if we didn't have perhaps they too. That's maybe why the reason we've got those boys in for another year. Yeah, and, and I mean, <clears throat> just touching on Arthur there, JD's, uh, Michael Crooks has made the point. Arthur's played the last 25 minutes. I mean, I, I don't want to give him a super sub sort of tag, but he does have that knack of coming off the bench and, and putting in a sort of 7-8 performance, doesn't he? Oh, 100%. And, and you, you probably trust him to do that. So, um, I think he's spotting it, I think. Arfield will definitely get a 20 and regardless of the score I think he would get the 20 and it was even if we're winning or if we're not winning you know he can do something at either side of the game whether that's maybe a wee tackle here or there or trying back or just the, just the experience or he's at the edge of the box to score he scored all firm goals before as well so he knows how to do that yeah and uh, so Ross just, just back to the game I mean <clears throat> I'd say I didn't have too many notes but I didn't don't think there was much that, that happened up until about, I mean, Sakala had that sort of effort where he cut inside and the keeper made a decent save. Um, but then, sort of about five minutes before half time, getting a bit of a, oh, wow, I don't know what was happening at the back, but they get a ball across the edge of the box and uh, Stephen Hendry probably should have done better. Is I know it's it's a bit of a mix of the B team, the the, the guys not making the eleven and, and the youth team, but is that still a worry? How easy have we given up some of these chances? Yep, we don't, we, even tonight I thought the the boy divine as well. Now, whenever we we still don't look as if we know how to stop a cross. I know, like the amount of crosses that get flashed across our box are unbelievable, and it, it, it's a it's a worry. But again, the night you're playing a, the boy divine, Yilmaz, and Ryan Jack, when Ryan Jack's never I don't believe played centre half for us. Then the boy Yilmaz has had one game where he looked nervous. He looked a lot more assured tonight. Leon King, for me, was the standout in the back four. I thought he was absolutely sensational. Some of his, just his confidence in the way the way he steps over the ball and takes a striker out of the game and then plays a pass. I, I thought he was brilliant tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah I mean, might as well stick with him, JD. What, what did you think of Leon King? Because I think once yeah. again, as he, as he continually shows that he just doesn't look out of place any time he plays. We probably needed reinforcements in that position anyway, but I think he's perhaps jumped ahead of a good few people. Well, Katic, that's obvious. He's probably going to get freed tomorrow or Thursday or something. But um, I think Leon King was outstanding. He's so composed for an 18-year-old. I think, we need to be, I, think we, I think what Ross is saying, you can play. I'd be confident with him playing in games. I'd maybe listen if a disaster struck and he had to play on Saturday. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be overly concerned. The boy's that good, but if we beat, give him a bit of time, we just need to make sure he gets enough games. That's a big thing, and I only mean at eighteen, 
seven, eight, nine, ten games this season, maybe a few subs up even if it maybe right back or left back, game just get him back in. But you can see the way he's pointing and shouting, and he's been hanging about with goals enough, a wee bit and all. So you can just tell he's got that aura about him. So and he's going to be an absolute superstar. Um, not this season. Next season, going into the end of next season, and then maybe the season after, he's got to be a starter. Nineteen twenty, you've got to then be thinking, I'm a player. Yeah, and just something on that tonight, Ross. I mean, is this just modern football? But I mean, we've had Goldson capable of these sort of long breaking crossfield balls, but King seems equally as good at doing that. And it's so important for a team like us with pacey wingers to to try and get him on the end of stuff like that. I was going to say that, mate. The only you're only as good as the options you've got to pass it to. And if we've got players who are willing to get in behind and receive the, and it's not just about making the run. We've got players that that like that and feed off of that, and then creating chances. I they're happy to do that. Uh, I think any any direct play centre half for us, any professional football player is going to be able to ping a 40, 50 yard pass. But you've got to have the players who are willing to receive the pass as well. You can't just pass it. You're just kicking the ball out of play. I think our shape is suited to the the centre halves getting on the ball, working it between themselves and finding an opening. I think that really works for us. It's probably why in Europe we're so effective on the counter. Yeah, and, and JD, I wanted to just bring this one up because we, we did touch on Divine earlier. No, no glaring is. It's, it's similar to what I'm thinking here. Divine, a couple of times I've seen him, um, you know, he doesn't do anything wrong, but... And, and I'm not saying he should be standing out at 18 years old, 19 years old, but is that is that something just to keep in mind that maybe we, we could still do with a backup right back? Um, he hasn't done anything wrong, but you can see that he doesn't do anything spectacular because we are used to someone who's spectacular in that position we have. So maybe that's the problem. We are used to someone... I just think he looked a wee bit nervous. Like I've, I've always I've thought Adam's looked nervous every time he's had a wee shot. Mm. Yeah. So maybe it's just about getting games. He's not going to get a lot of games. I'm cool with. I'm actually if if we've gone out to buy players, I'm not thinking we need a right back. I'm cool with Adam Devine being the, the stand-in right back because it might be once or twice a season, or when he's allowed to rest Havlock tonight. If we get a favourable draw, and it's another League One side. We might see him again, or a Scottish Cup first round. We might see him again. In the league, we're not going to see him unless Tav gets injured then they need to be confident by close of business Thursday that if, if Tav gets a bad injury, they are cool with Adam Devine playing there. I don't think they are. I think Leon would play there before Adam Devine or Ryan Jack would play there before or James Sands would play there before Adam Devine. But I still think you get him on a contract, you keep him because boys progress at different different times and stuff like that. So I think Devine could, he's good enough for me as a backup in there. Yeah, and, and I mean... Just here, not even Tab was Tab in the beginning, you know. So yeah. he joined us after a few of sort of failed loan spells, didn't he? Tab, I guess. Um, is that is that sort of your thinking as well, there, Ross? That you know, all these players have got to have different a different uh, speed of progression at the club. Listen, there, there must be something about the boy Divine because they signed the Polish boy last year and they've just packed him out on loan. So if you're looking to get somebody else in at right back. You, you wouldn't be parting if you're just looking for a steady replacement. We all know Tav plays 50, 60 games a season without any injuries. He's a machine that way. Touch Hollywood, obviously. But 
the fact we've we've sent a Polish boy out on loan rather than Divine out on loan tells me that they think he's going to benefit more for being around the first team and, and getting games at night. So as JD says, maybe he's got the ability and it's just a case of showcasing him when we can get him in front of a packed eye books and get rid of their kind of nerves and settle him into what it is to be a Rangers player. Yeah, and, and I mean, <clears throat> just last point on him, on Jenny, don't, don't compare to, to Patterson. Is this sort of something that we've, we've just got to get away from, that Devine will be his own player? And I mean, I, I did see on Twitter um, a post about that he's seen as a, a clone of Patterson, which I, I think from what Willie's saying, he's absolutely not seen as a clone of Patterson at the club at all. So I don't know why that was put out there, but is it just a case of just letting Devine have time to, to become yeah. his own sort of player? That, that, that post about the clone thing was put out by an absolute... Full, so we don't worry about that. But what, what we can't compare him to Patterson because then you're saying if I compare him to Patterson or he's a clone of Patterson, then he's moving to England in a month or two because they all want to buy him, and that's not the case. We had Adam Devine. Patterson was a bit of a kind of one off player who we knew was ready for the first team, but we had Tav, and so. Patterson moves to Everton, where probably Tav wouldn't move to Everton, so it's, a, it's, mm. a, it's one of those weird sliding doors moments, but we're happy with the deal we got for all that. Definitely not a clone, wouldn't be comparing them to Patterson at all. We need to let Adam just be his own player, and I think he's a, way, he's a bit behind in his progress in relevance to Patterson, because Patterson was a freak of nature, so I'm happy with Divine. Give him a contract, let him settle in like Ross is saying, give him some time, give him some games, if Tav ever needs a wee rest, if it's five minutes, get Tav off, rest him for Napoli away, stuff like that. I think yeah. I think we've got the we've got it in us as fans that we compare everybody to everybody else. When John Flett came through at sixteen, players that came through after him, even when we went down to the third division, like we never gave youth players a chance because that was the benchmark. John Fleck mm. was the benchmark and everybody had to be as good as him or they weren't ready. And I think we can afford to do that with, with Patterson uh, or, or anybody for that matter. I, don't, I think it, players are their own players and, and we've got to take it that our coaching staff, I mean, we've brought in Dave Voss for the Ajax Academy. So we've brought in proper, proper technical coaches so we've got to just trust in the process that they know what's best for our youth players yeah. better than, than us sitting in the house comparing them to blue-tinted divisions of what we thought players were 10 years ago or last year or the year after. I think you've just got to enjoy players for what they are and, get, and give them the time. That's another thing. We don't give our players time. See young guys come in and don't play well. It's like getting them out. It's too young. It's too... Everybody needs time to settle. Look at John Lundstrom. He's the best guy on the face of this earth. And he took six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, we've only got to look at Calvin Bassey, really, for a rate of development that, you know, guys that can come in and not look too great at the start. Um, just just touch back to the match. I mean, I, I really didn't. I Martin uh, mentioned the pod sort of in the second half, so I did pick up my notepad. But it was just some some good bits, some really, really sloppy bits, I felt, for most of the match. Um, our field was was looking the liveliest, I thought, getting a few shots away. Um, about 15 minutes to go, though, we, we sort of make a few substitutions. Uh, Zach Lovelace comes on, which, you know, everyone was really excited to see, myself included. Um, but, I mean, I'll let JD take it away. The man who stole the show, JD, Charlie McCann. I mean, I couldn't get my phone out my ha- on my hand quick enough to tweet about him just, just before he had that assist, because everything he'd done up to that point as well was so positive. He gets the ball, he pivots, he pops it forward. Every, there was a wee moment 
and it went to Sakala and we lost the ball, but it was like Kamara, McCann, Sakala, Sakala lost it, and it was just the way Kamara totally trusted, popped that ball to McCann, the wee man spins and we just went forward, and it is, Bryzo, it's the awareness of him, he takes his, a, a touch, and his first rotate of his body is forward that way, and he pops it with power, with pace, and he pings it into folks' feet, unreal, I'm, I'm actually now sitting a bit annoyed that he didn't start, I'll be annoyed if Kamara starts tonight and Saturday, if that was the case, give Glenn a rest and play McCann, show these, I know it's a bit risky, but we've seen him last season, how good he was, I, I just don't want this to go down the old route of these boys who we want me to play, we want me to play, and they just don't get that chance, because eventually some of these boys will say, well I'm going to go, because teams will see these wee cameos, hey, there's scouts at the games tonight, we know scouts that are at the games tonight, so it just takes for one of them to go like, wow, this boy's not, go and test Rangers resolve and see what they say about this young boy, and then the next thing you know, it's uh, another Billy Gilmore. You know what I mean? Know that, but you know what I mean. So uh, I, I'm buzzing about him. He's he's ready. He ne- he needs to be back in the, the first team squad on the bench more because he's been in the B team all season. Mm. That's not good enough for me. If Sakala's on the, oh, I don't want to say that about Sakala and that, but <coughs> he just did, mate. He just did. Fuck it. Sakala's <laughs> on the bench. Fucking put McCann in the bench because Sakala Mc- McCann will do more going forward than Sakala will. Yeah, Russ. I mean. You know, like like Jenny said, it, that that I, I'm interested in the chat that the attacking thought that goes through his mind. I mean, there was that just before the goal. I think it was um, he had. I think he had like Kamara to the right of him, real simple pass, but he just pops it forward 15 yards to Davis on the edge of the box, and it almost creates a chance. And it's just having those guys that will break lines, or having those guys that just don't go sideways all the time. It, it just you know, just being inventive and, and wanting to to get the ball forward. I think I spoke about on my first pod back, Lowry, McCann and King. They're the three this season for me that you've seen the wee bits of last season. So you're talking about next season, maybe Davis and Arfield no getting another year. So you've already got then, yeah, you bet this season you get McCann and Lowry in. Then you've got two ready-made replacements that don't need to come in next season and start every game because that's not what Davis and Arfield are doing this season. But you've got them about the first team squad. They've had two seasons where they play maybe 20 games, whether that be for the start or the uh, 15, 20 minute, 30 minute cameos. But it's hard to transition a full squad. But see if you've got three standout talents that have now been running about the first team for a, a year, 18 months, this is the time to start transitioning them in. Obviously, I realise Alex Lowry's now, which is if he's going to be injured for a while again, and, and that might stunt his stunt his progression but as JD says the, the, the boy McCann could come in and come in and play games against the dross of the league and be more positive rather than that what is it we're calling it is it the horseshoe I've seen people call it the horseshoe formation that back across mm. up back across see if you've got somebody in the middle who's willing to take it and then rather than going to the side turn forward all of a sudden the whole play opens up Aye, I thought it was excellent I thought it was really 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 good so yeah, just, um, just on, sorry, just on that. See, when I seen McCann last year, and look, the, the, the chat was always about King and Lowry, and then McCann mm-hmm. came from Man United, obviously, but the chat was still King and Lowry, and Lowry had some cracking cameos, wee touches, wee turns, and Leon was okay when he played last, then a couple of wee games last season, but I, I thought at the end of last season, the times McCann played, I thought McCann was always the best out of them. I thought he, he always stood out because he was so positive and demanding the ball. 
Whereas King would maybe get a wee shot at right back. And Alex is just that precocious talent who swaggered mm. about with wee skinny legs and just skint folk and laughed. And but King always looked more deterred. I was just was always more um, impressed by Charlie McCann. Yeah, and uh, look, it's, that's that's the best way it works. To be honest, if if uh, if the guests are taking all the questions and, and doing something with them, so I prefer that. Um, yeah, I mean, just staying on that one, then then JD. I mean, the, the goal comes um, nice little bit of work out on the, the right hand side. I think Jack sort of pings it in. I mean, I don't think we can sort of um, not talk about. I thought Lovelace's touch was was really nice as well. I thought he might actually try and take that in, but he just first time little layoff to McCann. Um, Really difficult ball because it's in the air, but McCann somehow somehow turns it into a little back heel right into the path off. And again, really good finish. But is that just showing not just how good players like McCann are, but also like the familiarity that these guys are getting at B team level to like, Lovelace laying this off to, to McCann, like almost like he knows he's good enough and where he's going to be? It's like some of the goals we've scored this season already, isn't it? Like some of the Ross County goals we scored, that kind of pop pop. Layoff, back heel goal, and there's Lovelace and Charlie McCann slotting into that. And then there, there's the man who's finishing it off again, Arfield. So um, I thought it was a really, really good goal, by the way. I thought it was a really, really good goal. No, I like, I like people who are watching this now at different times, and you see yeah, the comments coming, right? So obviously, just Mr. Mr. Lee's, Lee's, I think. <laughs> Mr. Lees has obviously just started to watch it, and that's how we got to that point. But he's on the live chat, brilliant. Aye, the back here was brilliant, Stu. I'm, I'm, I'm actually buzzing about the cameo. Lovelace as well. I thought Robbie, you looked good, but I just thought Lovelace showed his movement was a wee bit more special at finding space where what Martin said your presses, whereas Lovelace is doing wee pockets, wee movements, wee one touches and stuff. So I'd like to see him get a wee bit more time, but he's only 16. Fuck, 16. Yeah, definitely. I mean, both him and, and Robbie, you're just built like absolute men, aren't they, at this point? But, Ross, I mean, <clears throat> with, with players like Charlie McCann, I've talked about him so much already, but just that little back heel, a bit like Glenn Kamara in the opposition box, just having that that nous, I think, to to unlock a defence when they're not expecting that. It's a, it's a, what we're talking about earlier. See these young boys, they're coming through. That they're part of the first team and they've got what JD's talking about, that swagger. See a lot of like your divines in that that have not really been, although they train with them, they've not really been involved. See that kind of couple of games last year where McCann was in, like, in the Euro squad going away to games when we were a bit young, uh, a bit injuries or whatever. And then I think just having that, that place, finding your place. And playing there, the two of them uh, play fearlessly for me. Leon King this season looks as if he's playing fearlessly as well. So I think that maybe next season you'll start to see the best of your divines and stuff. If they can get six, eight games this season uh, at Ibrooks and get to, to play with the, the first team and, and get that feeling of belonging as part of the first team, then that, that can only be good for their development because we need players that are going to play we talked with a handbrake off. I said last week, uh, Tom Lawrence has get built in wing mirrors. Well, that's what that wee guy looked like tonight. He looked as if he knew what was going on in front of him, even though it was behind him, if you know what I mean. Ross is just, see, Ross is getting a new motor. He's got a Tesla, so he always, always yeah, chats about motors on us. That's how he's talking about handbrakes and wing mirrors. Te- te- <laughs> Teslas don't have handbrakes, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Davey's been done. It's been absolutely rude. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess uh, the end of the game, I mean, it sort of peters out, I think, a little bit after that. Lovelace, a uh, good little bit of movement, um, has a shot saved. I uh, just wanted to touch re- really quickly on the end. We didn't get to see too much of them. JD, Arch Stevens, and Paul and Co. is it? Uh, you say? I'm not sure how you say it, his name. Um, yeah. Comes on. From from what I understand, this and Co is is a guy that we've we've brought in from a sort of London, uh, like a, a local London club in the area in the area of somewhere of London, um, and was more of a cage footballer that Rangers have been keeping their eye on a little bit more for this. The technically guys that they can sort of um, mould into what they want. What what did you make of him? Um, Umar Sadiq Mark II, that's what I thought. He was quite tall, gangly. You never know. I thought there was another boy that we brought in in, in the summer and he was on trial that scored a barrel of goals for the B yes, team. Yes, the striker, yeah. Um, yeah he him, didn't I, from what I believe, he's still at the club. Yeah, I think so he's still training. Yeah. Still training at the club, which I'm surprised because he scored about five or six goals, but no one had heard it in CO. So, and we, we get a good rundown on the young boys and, and we hadn't heard of him. I would I would just touch on Archie Stevens, 16-year-old, came on and again looked gallus as anything, tried to cut a wee flicks. I like to look at that boy, and that was only a wee two-minute cameo. I thought he looked another one. A couple of my mates in the group chat were like, oh, look at the wee boy. And he looked really good, so I... I think I think what you've got there is the, the difference in that young boy at 16 and Lovelace, Lovelace literally looks like a grown man. Eh? Yeah. Physically ready. Looks, looks physically ready to me. Yeah, 100%. I think it was uh, Thompson, Thompson the Sharker, I think, is the the other lad that we've we've still got training with the club. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ross, just, just sort of the, the game ends 3-1. You know, the, the main thing is we're through. I mean, I just wanted to touch on the fact that so many youngsters did get played and... and Towards the end of last season, I know we had the Europa League final coming up, but Gio did put a lot of trust in for the Hearts game, which they passed with flying colours. Is this a big positive of Gio that he is willing to to try these guys and try them in bulk, if anything? Yeah, I think um, he obviously, as I say, he's brought in the best of the best for the Ajax youth youth place, and he's obviously looking at young players. And and if you're not going to, if what's the point in bringing David Boston in if you're not going to? Promote youth. That's obviously what the guys built a career out of doing coming through there. Um, so I, I think the future's bright for Rangers. I think it's took many a year. I think as much as we all have Super Ali, I think when we went to the third division, Alan McCoy set Ocken Howie back five, six years by going and signing the France Andazas and the Ian Blacks and the Kevin Kyles and the Cami Bells and like at that point, when we went to the third division, we had a chance to be playing a team like this every single, every single week, playing against jobbers. Do you know what I mean? And and we never we took the approach that we went and got experienced personnel. So the fact now that we've got a manager who's willing to do that, even though we've got the funds and the players available round about them, then can only be a good thing. And we've got some stars. Let's be honest, there's some stars in our youth academy at all different ages and ages and stages. You've got boys there at 16, 17, 18. We've got boys at 21 that are out on loan at the moment. You've got So it's not like they're, you're starting to see that drip feeding. Man, as I say, three players in this year, two next year, three the next year. They're selling for Nathan Park. That's how our club's going to sustain itself and gone across. I, th- uh, I think the difference now we have for us is that the, the Youth Academy is probably in the best hands it's ever been in. Do you know what I mean? You probably had... 
Who did yeah. you haul? You had Marty in charge at one point. Do you know what I mean? Dane Hunt, Dane stands and stuff. So I think we're, we've set ourselves up for the future by even the blueprint these guys have probably drafted up for us. Yeah, and, and, and just I'm just sticking with that a little bit then, JD. I mean, is we, we've been crying out for that for years, but you know the facilities that, that Rangers have had have been probably at one time when they were built, probably some of the best youth facilities and training facilities in world football. Um, and they're still, they still sort of hold up when, when you see players come in and, and they praise the, the facilities that Rangers have. Is it just just really good to see that we're actually going to start trying to create this production line of players? Because at the end of the day, we talk about buying low and selling high, but it's even better if we can buy zero and sell high that way. Sorry, that's, that's what this youth academy was set up to do all those years ago, and it's never really bore, uh, bear the fruit. So now's it probably the time. Or, uh, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's exciting, but we, Gio gives everybody a wee shot, and there's wee bolts here, but we need to see the special ones get more time. Now, I know Alex is injured. Leon, we need to see Leon play some games. Now, he's got to have a chance with Katic, Halander, Suter, and Davies all not featured, so he's got to be in there and thereabouts. So... Um, and after tonight, Charlie McCann's got to be in squads now. If I, if I don't see Charlie McCann on the bench going forward in some of these games, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine he's going to be with, with we would hope so, with the, the amount of games. I see a few uh, Ross has started everyone off on Ali McCoy's now, but we won't go there because we will literally be there all night. So, um, I mean, yeah, just guess final thoughts, really. Ross, I mean, I don't know if you're on any of the, the pods in between now and, and Saturday, but how, how are you feeling after that, that Saturday? As far as I'm concerned, you've rested 10 players. You've given 10 players a night off. Uh, and Davis or Kamara, I would expect to come in. But JD since changed my mind and has now got me mm. thinking Scott Wright's playing on the right and Lawrence is going to be in beside Lundstrom doing the dirty work. Mate, I'm confident. I'm confident ahead of Saturday. Um and I don't know if it's false bravado, but I, I just think to myself, I looking at going to PSV and getting getting a 1-0 win. I, 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 Celtic are scoring lots of goals, right? But they're not really getting challenged defensively, are they? So I, I think it's it's finely poised. But again, if you get beat, there's plenty of, there's plenty of season left to go where I've seen people saying already getting beat's not an option. Like... It's never an option. It's yeah. never an option, Bet Rangers, but it's not the end of the world. Last season, Selic, what did they lose? Drop points in four at their first five games or something and went on to canter the league. So it's never too early. I think the night's been good for us to get youth, youth in embedded in an arc, couple of legs in the minutes. Even Jack playing 98 sweeper will give him 90 minutes in the tanks. I don't think he's looked fit. Um, and now the right senior Bonner, who's always a worry, going to Parkhead, he's not, not really showed up well there. He knows that there's a wee guy that we've just spent £4 million on who's ready to go behind them now. So hopefully that fires him up as well. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think just on the, the, the point about it not being the end of the world of a loss, I think the people's worry is that it's it's not necessarily the loss there and, and the damage it could do right then and there, but it's we then fly to... So the Netherlands to play Ajax off the back of a tough defeat. We then come back and, and go up to Pataudry. So it's just sort of what it sets up after, I think, would be the issue. Who the, 
who the fuck set up this supercomputer to pick these fixtures? That's what I, I want to know. <laughs> Willie Collins for these manky wee horns in about it. Because um, the fixture <laughs> list that's been handed to us is an absolute disgrace. Just on that, Alan McCoy's the greatest ever Ranger. Hands down. Greatest ever Glasgow Ranger. And what he done for that club, didn't he? Anyway, it's meant to say that. Um, come Saturday, I think we'll probably see 11 changes, won't we, now, the more we think about it. Um, I expect us to win every game. I think, I think... They think they've won it already, and that's dangerous considering we kind of had. I know we did be near the end of the season, we had the cards marked, and all they gave us about you doing in one game. But, um, I don't know, I think Gio knows what he's doing. And three to one for your money that's a decent bet, by the way. Well, there you go. Pos- positive <laughs> positive note to end it all on um, I, I guess just, just tonight then I'll, I'll go go one one more little positive uh, man of the match uh, Ross for, for tonight's game Arfield and I think you've maybe already said yeah, Arfield but I agree with Arfield uh, yeah Arfield what do you think hmm? what do you think um, yeah I mean I won't go wrong with Arfield I thought I know Couple of people have mentioned King giving the ball away, but I just I really liked King, so I thought he was so assured. So I'd have probably gone with King and, until people made me doubt it with, with that. But yeah, I think uh, overall just positive that, that you guys got in and, and got a chance and you know learning from from some of the, the veterans that we still got at the club. So um, I think we'll leave it there, guys. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I don't know if we're, when we're next back because I haven't looked at the the schedule. Is it is it the Friday well, phoning or is it tomorrow? Oh, we've, well, the me- members show tomorrow is or not? Possibly, possibly a membership. membership. So look at that! What an excuse to to get your memberships in now and and continue to support the rubble, which of course we always appreciate. Um, please like and subscribe. As I say, we we just passed the six thousand mark, so looking to uh, move on to seven thousand now. And as always, sponsored by Coins. If you go and visit their website, you can get some fantastic stuff. And RR ten at the checkout will get you ten percent off. But from uh, from me, JD and Ross, it's bye for now, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.